You are listening to the Rolling Tape Podcast, and this is Matt Minton's interview with Julie Cohen, director of Everybody. generally considers that biological sex is cut and dry. Actually, it's not cut and dry. We don't fall neatly into that male-female box. I was born intersex, and although I was born with a vagina, I was also born with internal testes. We live in a society that's so binary. So it's an intersex person. Where do I fit? The definition of intersex is any variation in a person's sex characteristics. They told my mom, you have a child that we feel is abnormal. And this body was a problem that needed to be fixed. Fixed. Fixed and that I should never tell anyone about it. It's therapeutically highly desirable to have them surgically corrected at an early age. I just remember like a lot of pain in most cases. There is absolutely no evidence to suggest that surgery is medically necessary. I can walk into the... The doctor changed the course of my life. I did not consent to that surgery. I had to tell the world what had happened. We've just been silent about this for so long. I'm gonna come out today. I'm gonna tell the Texas Senate. I was born with balls. I think we're at the cusp of something cool. Our goal is to pass a bill to condemn these medically unnecessary surgeries. A huge revolution starting right now. Hey, intersex surgeries! Just existing as an intersex person is grounds for celebration in a whole world that doesn't see us. But you know what? I am intersex. We are here now. Hi, my name is Matt Minton. I'm with The Rolling Tape. And today I'll be chatting with Julie Cohen, the director of the new documentary, Everybody, premiering at the 2023 Tribeca Film Festival. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today, Julie. Great to be here. Yeah, and I want to congratulate you on this amazing and inspiring documentary. I thought it was, I was just so moved by it. Thank you. Yeah, so I guess first off, what drew you to wanting to tell the story of intersex people? Yeah, so I came to this story um, through a historic a historic story that actually ends up appearing in the middle of this film, a story from the 1960s, kind of a stranger than fiction story about uh, a young baby boy's gender being changed for very surprising reasons to very damaging um, effect. Uh, In 2018, um, NBC News Studios, with whom I have a long relationship, had asked me to come do some development work for them Um, and look into stories in the NBC archives that might make good jumping off points for documentaries. And 
that's why I gravitated to that kind of incredible historic story and wanted to kind of take a look at what the modern day relevance might be. Because when you're telling a story from history and this story is started in the 1960s, like obviously you want to know what's relevant today. And it became pretty clear quickly that 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 old medical case had uh, like shocking is a big word, but I would kind of say some had some shocking ripple effects on how how it impacted um, the medical treatment of intersex people in the decades that followed, um, which made me want to look more into the experiences that intersex people um, have had and kind of the modern like what's what's going on with intersex people. And the answer to that question was a lot. The level of growing activity among intersex activists in this country right now and around the world is just huge. Um, it's not getting covered too heavily by the media yet, I think, because it's like hard to it's hard like journalism organizations are having a hard time telling a story about something that people aren't familiar with. Um, and a lot of people aren't familiar with the whole issue of intersex or are confusing it with trans, um, an experience that uh, certainly I had in in making this film. When you talk about intersex people, people often think you're talking about transgender people. There are some, there is some overlap, but um, it, this is a very different, uh, this is a very different story. This is, um, but this is the story is about people whose biological anatomical chromosomal chromosomal makeup makes them fit not neatly into the boxes of male and female as we normally define them um and it's more common than most people realize and the way that people with intersex variations have been treated has been really difficult for many of the people themselves. And that's kind of who I'm focused on um, in this film, the uh, not, not only medical treatment, but also kind of a lot, a lack of social support and psychiatric care. And in many cases, uh, people being told to keep something, you know, fairly substantial about their own body, a secret. Which I'm like secrecy is like telling people to keep big secrets about themselves is really never a good way to go. Have we learned nothing? But apparently we haven't learned that much because there, it's just been re really difficult um, to for people who are intersex to get the support they need to talk openly and to understand that they actually don't have anything that they need to be ashamed of. Um, and now that people are starting to talk more openly, and that is thanks in part to earlier activism among gay and lesbian activists and then among trans activists who in ripples have really set an example of how you can come out and advocate for yourselves. And now intersex people are starting to do the same thing. So the film follows the, the lives of three main people. So I was wondering how you decided to focus on those three individuals. Yeah. So first of all, it's always good to try when you've got a subject matter like this to try to way narrow it down. You're not going to get to know everybody and you're going to connect to a story much more closely if you feel like you're really getting to know people. Um, in this case, I didn't want to make it biographical about just one person because I didn't want to give the impression 
that this is something anomalous that happened with one one person. We're trying to give you a sense that there's, you know, that this is a that this is a big story. And I wanted to choose people whose experiences might have echoed one another a bit, but their whose experiences were somewhat different, who had uh you know, in terms of, you know, one of the participants is basically identifying in the gender which she was assigned as a child. Uh, one is absolutely identifying in the opposite gender from how he was assigned as a child. And then there's another who's um, identifies as non as non-binary, um, although uh, they were identified male um, at birth. So, you know, that's different. I wanted the people, I felt like it was important that the participants had an organic connection. I don't like watching a documentary where you're sort of being jerked around from story to story. So even though you were going to be getting to know these three people and their histories separately, I wanted to be clear from the very top, which is why we have a scene of all three of them together. Like, these are people who know each other, that are working together, that are friends with one another, and that are activists uh, together. So it's really, although they have separate histories and experiences, they're really all part of the same, of one story. What surprised you the most when hearing um, their stories? Certainly, there were pieces of their medical histories that were, you know, hard to hear about. Um, uh, I think what surprise, what was the most surprising in the end was the extent of strength and resilience which they dealt with these difficult things i guess maybe the most surprising thing which is something that we show pretty early on in the film was saifa's medical records from childhood which happily at various points in his life he saved and kept medical records and our archival producer went around to a lot of different locations and places where Saifa used to live or like a family like looking for boxes and we found all his medical records and or not all but many of his medical records that we were able to bring to him to, to look through and seeing his medical records from birth and seeing that printed that printed on the fo- a form um from this was the late 1970s um First of all, that the the template even says in birth medical records, male, female, or ambiguous. Like just the fact that those categories exist printed down. If you actually, if you now go talk to any OBGYN, you will find they are absolutely aware of intersex people because it's it's actually a way that a baby can be born, and experts know this even if it's not talked about. So the fact that the word that the word ambiguous is sitting there, but then in Sypha's case. Who, whichever doctors were initially filled out this form had checked the, by the word ambiguous, then they had crossed it out, and then they had checked female. Like, seeing that that's, as Saifa said, literally writ, lit, written right there in black and white. They're going to take Saifa, who's anatomically ambiguous, who has XY male chromosomes, and who him his whole life has been quite clear that he's male. Like to take him and say like, oh, we're scratching this out and we're just going to check female and then we're going to like do everything we can to impose 
femaleness on him. And it seemed, you know, it, it, it's, it seemed like surprising is too small a word. It seemed pretty, it seemed pretty shocking and pretty horrifying. Yeah. Knowing that you were making a documentary about a topic that wasn't talked about, what kind of challenge did that pose? Yes, it challenged, it challenged, it challenged a big, it was a big, it was a big challenge. Um, because this documentary needs to be, I felt I needed to be so much more explanatory than you usually want to be in a documentary. Like, it's nice to just sort of like it, when you're thinking of filmmaking and storytelling and constructing a narrative arc, you kind of want things to just unfold and people to figure out things as, as it moves along. In this case, I actually thought it was really important to explain early and upfront what we're talking about here because people are confused and even people that are coming into this movie are going to maybe be like, what's intersex again? Like I've heard of it. I know it's the I in LGBTQIA, but I don't, um, I don't really know what it means. So, you know, you don't love the thought of a documentary filmmaker of starting out pretty early. I mean, we have quite an amusing opening sequence as I hope you will agree. Um, but you don't, but like, as soon as that's over, like, I'm like, you know what, we've got to bring our three lead participants on screen and have a soundbite in which together they're basically kind of telling the audience a little bit of what does it mean, what intersex means. And then as their stories unfold a bit, we also just need a medical expert. We just need a doctor who's going to tell us a bit about, um, you know, just answer some basic uh, questions that will work into the film. I thought it was important um, that that expert doctor be intersex herself, which she is because I didn't like making this distinction of like, oh, there's like, there's the people who have this physical variation and like their experience, like, yeah, they're going to say, but like, but like then a real doctor expert, like, like, I just, I just, I, I wanted to like, no, an expert can also be intersex and our expert um, is, but I thought it was kind of important to have like a inter- I mean, it, you know, when, when you're putting together a film, you have the little colored note cards that like say what the little section is. And the first section where Dr. Dalk comes in is called intersex 101. I'm like that. That's like, we just, we need to, we need to just give you some basic information. Um, I mean, it's almost the same thing as um, I don't know if you saw the narrative film, uh, the big short, um, you know, where they like kind of stop the, you know, which is all about like com- complexity surrounding the financial world. And sometimes they just stop in the middle and give an explanatory thing. Now they set it up in a funny set piece where it's like Margot Robbie in a, you know, in a bubble bath or like someone playing you know, a poker game or something to help explain it. But it's like, okay, now we're going to kind of stop the action of the film and explain to you things. And although I didn't want to make it super cutesy like that, it did cross my mind, I will say. But um, I, like, I, I think we're, we just, we just are going to need to stop a couple times and explain some stuff so that I'm not answering all the audience's questions, I'm sure, but like, at least we're answering some of them. What was the research process like for the film, especially with the history of uh, medical abuse? Yes, um, the research um, was uh, we had a specific project. There was there was actually a, um, a, a one of our young uh, the person whose title is production assistant researcher. His name is Matt Nadel. Um, 
a young, extremely smart college graduate who actually had taken a, a college course on who's who's uh, kind of a- active uh, in gay rights himself and had taken a college course about uh, intersex uh, conditions. So knew something about it going in um, and a pretty big part of his job very unlike any documentary I've worked on before was for him to just research various stuff and write memos like, okay, get a bunch of medical journal articles on what X question. Like, first of all, like one of his first memos that I had him do was like, write me a memo about intersex variations. Like what are the, what are the basic kinds? How many are that? Like, you know, so a lot of it was really him spending a lot of time looking at primary source material and reading a lot of journals and then just sort of writing me this, these like six and seven page memos with little links, like just explaining the basic stuff so that I felt like I somewhat understood it. Um. Yeah. And among the many documentaries you produced and directed, including RBG and Julia and now everybody, is there a common thread that kind of brings you to the stories that you tell? You know, I like stories where you're going to learn something, but mostly where you're going to go on an emotional journey and that I don't think it's I don't think this is a rule or an important thing for all films. But in my films, I really want people to leave a theater feeling good, like life is, you know, life is short and our world is kind of horrendous these days. So I, I respect and appreciate that people go to the movies to be entertained. It's why I go to the movies myself, even though I do like thoughtfulness also, but like, I like a movie with joy in it and I like to make movies with joy in it and whatever experience you might go through as the film kind of unfolds. Like my goal is to have you coming out of that theater feeling good. And I think this film fits that. I mean, I certainly, certainly the end of it is, is, uh, is geared towards like, I mean, you wouldn't think a film about like intersex trauma would be a feel good movie, but um, I kind of think it is. Yeah. And I also wanted to congratulate you on the, on the grant that the film received from subject matter. And I want to ask, what does this rec- recognition mean to you? Yeah, well, it's huge and, um, you know, really exciting because it was it was out of the blue. This wasn't like a grant that you apply for. They just like find, find the film and um, select it. I, you know, I think their plans there were very much aligned with what I have in mind, that just like the film is really a starting point. For a lot of the audience, you are not going to learn everything in this film that you need to know um, about being intersex. Hopefully it will pique people's curiosity to want to learn more. And the grant, which first of all supports impact work that we're going to do to try to have the film have more impact and be connected to educating people and trying to go make a difference. Um, and then they also give a grant to, um, you know, a matching grant to Interact, which is an organization that fights for intersex rights and to change laws to be more supportive of intersex rights. So, um, you know, I'm, I, I do 
I was talking about like wanting people to enjoy the movie as a, as an entertainment experience, as well as sort of the social impact side, but you know, hidden, hidden within the, uh, feel good narrative arc story, uh, is, is an attempt to, you know, is, is a hope that people will get educated and want to be educated further and want to be more supportive to intersex people, you know, who are out there fighting for change. Great. And I guess as a last question, ultimately, what message do you hope the film will leave audiences with, especially with it being released during Pride Month? Yeah. Um, you know, people have heard the alphabet soup LGBTQIA. A lot of people don't know what I means. Um, I think the word and ha- having people come away from this the be- uh, in the beginning of the process of educating themselves about it feels great. I think the word pride is particularly resonant for intersex people because the message to them so frequently from the medical establishment, society, and even their own parents has often been the opposite of pride. Um, Not even you should be ashamed of who you are and you should keep it secret, but like, we're not even really going to tell you who you are because we're so, we're so not comfortable with this, with this whole area. Like we don't like, we just don't want to go there. And so the idea that an intersex person can be proud of being intersex is really new um, for a lot of people. And just the like putting the words intersex and pride together feels pretty radical. And I know that's what the people in the film um, very much hope for. I really like there's a moment in the film where Saifa is talking to a mom who has recently had an intersex baby and the doctors told that mom like, oh, you shouldn't try to get pregnant again because there's a pretty high chance that that if you had another child, it, the, the chances that it would be intersex are pretty high because this is a genetic uh, condition in your family. And Saifa hears that story and is like, no, that's terrible. Like, I, like why wouldn't you be proud to have an intersex child? Like, intersex people are beautiful. Like, I'm beautiful. Uh, and so like you know for, for for so 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 much of life is trying to point us to humility but there are circumstances in which pride can be deeply meaningful and i think this is one of them and i think that the people in our film are out and intersex and proud and i hope that other people who see it um, who are intersex themselves will come away with that same feeling and who aren't intersex will just like see, see intersex people in a very different light than what they might have seen or heard in the past. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. And I'm, I'm really excited to have um, a lot more people see this film with the premiering at Tribeca and then in feeders. So thank you so much. I, I wish you all the best. Thank you. Thank you.